Welcome to the Underpowered Podcast, a gaming podcast where we battle our backlog, revealing what is worth your time, money, and energy. My name is Shelby Stokes, and on today's cast we have Philip, Karen, hello, and Dr. Zubat. I muted them before we came in. They were so <laughs> muted. Yeah, <laughs> caught me off guard. <laughs> did, you know, did you know that the mute was coming? Oh man, we, no, we deserved it. We, we were getting warmed up for this. <laughs> yeah, this is true. Okay, so the title of this episode is Organzola because it's a fake cheese from a fake place called Oregon. And Philip has a background in cheese, so he just walked us through the fact that this is not a fake cheese. That's true. It is not a fake cheese. Uh, it is actually a very delicious cheese. I'm not going to be a salesman here, but I highly recommend it. Uh, look, man, blue cheese is one of those things. Either you're all in on blue cheese or you're all out on blue cheese, I think. Uh, what do you guys think? In or out? I'm all in, man. I'm all, all in. in. I'm all in. People that don't trust blue cheese, oh, I don't man. trust. No, yeah. they, they don't exist. Oh, there's no way. I, I don't know, bro. I don't know. That's just there's sometimes there's a little funk and you're just like eating it. And the mushroom funk I can deal with, but blue cheese, not feeling it. Not Dude, have you ever dropped a little cheese. blue cheese on a steak, though? Mm. <sighs> Mm. I wreck a good steak, dude. That's 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 blasphemy. <laughs> this is why this is why you need to move to Oregon to gain an appreciation for this blue Oregon cheese. I know, and have people and have people pump my gas too. Um, yeah. So, but how uh, Oregon can't just take a cheese? They can't just call it Oregonian cheese and then just roll with it. Like they there's got to be some patent pending. No, on they, that, right? they did. They, they did, did it. Too. It's done. <laughs> It's, in my, it's, in my it's it's there's a copyright on it that's it wait where do you buy this oregon cheese how do you say it or or organzola yes organ yes. where do you buy organzola anywhere. cheese anywhere from philip they have it almost, they it have on the street just like just, yeah. literally down me. the street in your safeway in your 7-eleven shelby like man you don't even not even looking at cheeses are yeah. you bro yeah forget that hot dog <laughs> game we gotta get out there with that organzola <laughs> yeah, baby yeah. Oh man, that's rough, dude. That's so gross. <laughs> well, like, before we move on, Phil, I gotta note you're not like a blue cheese bacon burger guy. Uh, okay, so look, when I go to Red Robin, uh, I get the guacamole bacon burger. Um, but yes, like I'll do the fried egg. I'll, okay, I'll, I'll do I'll do the California. I'll do the fried egg on the burger. I'll do the caramelized onions on the burger. Blue cheese, man. Blue cheese is just so dominant. It just takes over everything. I mean, you, it, the burger becomes a vessel for getting blue cheese into your mouth. Which I'm totally okay with. That is what oh, I'm here man. for. Yeah, Ugh. put it on just about anything. I don't... Gar, guacamole on a hamburger, like, what's... Uh, what? Dude, you're... Isn't I don't know. waiting where he's like, you don't mix Mexican and continental. Isn't that... No, we gotta mean? pause the... We might have to just pause the stream and get this sorted out <laughs> behind the scenes before we dive into gaming news because there's clearly a divide here which isn't going to be crossed. <laughs> Dude, there's some mean guacamole though. And anytime I read Red Robin, I'm always happy. You know what I mean? Give me some fries. Give me some of that campfire sauce on the side. You know what I'm here for. Well, listen, Red Robin tried to do this thing, right? Red Robin tried to do this thing. I don't know if you've been there frequently enough. And as a dad, I'm there definitely frequently enough it's like every once a month sunday four o'clock in the afternoon we're not cooking dinner we're going to red Robin. Yeah, but they did this... your kid <laughs> why i mean i don't doesn't here's the thing with kids menus 
it doesn't matter what restaurant you go to, they have the same four choices yeah, everywhere. No. It's your chicken macaroni or chicken nuggets. Those are your options. Yes. It's, yes. It's those are your burger, options. mac and cheese, chicken fingers, or pasta. Those are your choices. It doesn't matter. It could be Italian. It could be sushi. It doesn't matter where you go. Those are your same four choices. And, and you know how disappointing is it is when they roll out with like the fancy macaroni and cheese and hand it to your child and you're just like, why? Why would you try to go fancy with mac and cheese? Just give me the macaroni that's from Kraft. It's got that fake yellow about it. Just put it in front of my child. I'm going to look disapprovingly at them the entire time and we'll move on. Yeah, we actually had yeah we had that experience the other day where um, we went to a restaurant and they, they all their only choices were like butter noodles or Alfredo. So my son orders the Alfredo and he hasn't really had a cream sauce before. And he looks at it and he puts one noodle in his mouth and he was like, there's no way this is going to happen for me. <laughs> so, we had to, so we had to send it back and get just the plain butter noodles. But, uh, <laughs> oh, man. Holy cow. I totally lost my train of thought. Wait a there. second. So your but, kid um, is already sending food back to the kitchen? Oh, he's that guy. He's like, oh, he knows God. what he knows. And he's like, dude. This isn't the chicken fingers from Red Robin. I don't know what scam you're trying to pull. But Red Robin went through a phase, right, where they had they were trying to be fancy for a while, and they literally just gave up. They had the little tin cups, and they had all of the fries That's stacked right. in the cup. Remember that? It was for like a year. Yeah. And they were like, oh, dude, look, we're going to elevate our game. And then the, you could just literally see it on the server's faces. They just gave up. They just literally pulled the ring off, and they were like, F it. How many fries do you want? We'll just cook them for days. We have... 30 pounds of fries just cooked in the back, just sitting back there. So that they, was, uh, that was my last experience with the tin <laughs> cup. And I was like, you're going to be like, you're going to be tired with how many times you're going to have to go to the kitchen and back. Like, yeah, it's just like back the wheelbarrow of French fries up. We're not trying to kid anybody. Just bring them here. You can even put them in my mouth for me. That's fine. Yeah. Like, I am here for the unlimited fries. Well, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. It's like, that's, that's exactly right. It's like, there's a certain place where you can try to convince me that this is more food than it really is. This isn't that place. Like, I know 10 fries when I see 10 fries. Even if 10 fries are standing up, it's still 10 fries. So I hope you got your running shoes on because I am starving and I've had a long day. Did you notice that, like, during the pandemic, they were just like, forget it. We're doing pizza now because we don't have anything else going on. So all of a sudden, they're like, order our pizza. We're like, no, no, you don't get to do pizza as well. Your burgers and fries. Wasn't that what? Wasn't it? Wasn't it IHOP that did the same thing where they changed it for like a week and everybody literally the internet was like, get out of here, dude. Like, you're not, they were like the international house. They were changing it to IHOP, wasn't it? And it was like the international house of burgers. And everybody yeah. was like, everybody was like, no, no, get like, we know what you're about. Just stop. Just, and a week later they changed all their marketing and everything. They were like, okay, you're right. We're going back to pancakes. <laughs> oh, man. oh, I hop. No one leaves a hype. I hop proud either. Like they're a little ashamed uh, of themselves. Look, man, yeah. if there's, if there's a, there are there's a couple chains that are on my do not fly list, especially at 35 years old. Now, Denny's, and IHOP are on that list. Sherry's is not on that list, however, because if I haven't been to Sherry's in a long time, but if I am going to go to a place and get the Grand Slam breakfast, I don't care where you're at. It's called the Grand Slam breakfast. Um, Dude, you're which about is to the get pancakes, sausage, out. bacon. Yeah, 
dude, I'm sorry. It doesn't matter. I, I tried it. Sure. It's like, oh, what's, can I get the Grand Slam? I'm like, dude, we don't have that here. Just get the combo platter. It's the same thing. So if I go to Sherry's, every table is a booth, right? And I can sit there and I can eat my 3,000 calories in breakfast peacefully to myself as opposed to being in an open cafeteria, which is the Denny's or the IHOP, where we have to all look at each other eating our eggs and our sausage and our bacon and our little orange slice as if that orange slice is somehow going to redeem us from all of the other sugar and calories that we just ate. Um, yeah, but so I haven't been in a Of that time. list, I'm taking Sherry's because you never have to look embarrassed when you leave there with a pie. You know what I mean? Like, I might That's get hungry true. on the way home. I got to get me some of this chocolate pie at any moment. You know what I mean? Or we'll just sell you the whole pie. That's fine. Don't take a piece. Take the whole thing. We're fine with that. <laughs> yeah. I haven't been it's in a, a long time. It is. Good. It is. There, there's no guilt in it either. Sure. If they're right there, you I mean, here. You haven't been there in a long it. time. Sure you <laughs> <I> haven't. <laughs> Time is relative, Dude. right? Yeah, yeah, very important. Pie <laughs> eater VIP card. <laughs> all the pies, all the time. Uh, sometimes on this cast we talk about video games. Other times yeah. we talk about food. Um, let's talk about some video games. <laughs> Doctor Z, you and I have been playing a little game called Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. It's pretty dang good. It's true. I'm having a blast. Like way better than I expected it to be. Can can we yeah. say like I I was kind of expecting this to not be all that great, and I think it's absolutely wonderful. Pun intended. All right. Did you see what I did yeah. there? You see how I, I punted it up? Was, it was like, where's it going? Wow, yeah, wonderful. Like the gameplay is fire. I love how goofy it is. I will say I have completely lost the thread of the story. Like I've, I, I'm running through, I'm blown up skeletons, I'm getting more loot, but I'm not quite sure why anymore. Well, I was going to lean on you because I have no idea what's going on in the story. And we started it together and you're like, yeah, come join my game. I'm like, okay. And she's just screaming at me. Skeletons coming down. There's a unicorn named Butt Stallion. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah Butt Stallion. Princess Butt Stallion, right? And I think that might be the best name Spoilers. I've created. Yeah, spoiler alert for the first 10 minutes of the game. <laughs> um, I know, like, I know some people don't like Tiny Tina. Do you fall into that camp? Me? No, I, I don't mind her. Like, is she obnoxious? Yeah, but that's totally her character. She's, like, over the top and yells all the time and, yeah, get out of there! And I'm like, okay, cool. I, I'm down with that. Why not? Um, I think some people are probably like, yeah, it's a little over the top, but dude, it's a video game. Like, let's not take this too seriously. And humor in video games is very difficult, I find. So I'm a big old fan of Mr. Butt Stallion. Uh, the does, the game go, does, the, does the game go between first and third person? No, you're always all, in first person. Well, actually, no, no, first. That's, not, that's not true, though, because there's actually an overworld that you go to, uh, which is kind of like a, a D&D board sort of thing, I guess is how you would describe it. So when you're doing the combat, you're in um, first person, like a normal Borderlands game, but then you like traverse from area to area in that uh, like overhead view sort of thing, moving your character around. And you can find quests up there. There's other characters. You can also be attacked, which then pulls you into like a first person instance. And I don't know, I've been enjoying that. It's like a fun little break and gives it that more board gaming or D&D feel. Um, 
way more than the last Tiny Tina Wonderland game. Yeah, and we actually played that before we played this one, kind of in anticipation of this launch coming out. And I, this is obviously a better package overall. And if you compare this one to the old one, the graphics are way better. Um, and the spells and the abilities are way more um, built out as well. Like, I really feel like I'm playing a character, whereas before it didn't really feel like a character mattered. You know what I mean? Like, just like one around shoot things, like pop off your ultimate once in a while. But this, I really feel like you have to strategize on the way you're playing it. There's also a lot of cool uh, character creation stuff that you can do. So like one of my favorite things right now is going, collecting the different uh, like facial features or color palettes and then making my guy, right? And you can do some wacky stuff. So like right now my dude has like a red uh, like metallic gem face like and then i have a nice red pinstripe uh, battle armor with silver and a very nice like hat with a feather in it my guy is like all like dressed in the nines going out there and killing goblins it's it's wonderful yeah no the character creator is ridiculous my character looks ridiculous uh my character's name is helga and she is uh not so great she has big old pink hair and it's pretty darn ugly. So mission accomplished. Um, I, mean, I, I noticed that the art, I noticed the art design. I was saying this before the stream, but the art design is very similar with the shading to that of Borderlands, which mm-hmm. I, when I first played Borderlands, the very first one, I was, I'm going to be honest, I was kind of a hater. I was kind of hate, kind of a hater. And I said like, Oh, why am I going to play this weird cell shaded game? And like, this is like going back to the, but I actually really like it. And I actually really like this kind of art design. So I think I would probably be into this. It's, it's awesome. And it's really good for co-op. Like if you're into a co-op looter shooter, like this is probably one of the better ones I've played in a while. We played, what was the other one we played? Dr. Z, which was uh, Outriders. Outriders. That was the last co-op one that we really tackled. I think this is a lot better loop. And maybe it's because it's a first-person shooter and not a third-person. But um, I am sticking with this game where I didn't think I would. I thought I would just come in and play it socially. But I'm finding myself wanting to play it solo. Uh, I did run into a little bit of a gating issue, I think, because I was playing co-op and went back for uh, and played it single-player. And I think I needed somebody else to help me to get the next teleport state. But for the most part, like, I can forgive it. Like, I'm, I'm enjoying it. Yeah. I'm enjoying I it. Am I biggest critique is actually the graphics so mm-hmm. like they look great when they're rendered but it takes quite a bit of time for all of the textures to actually load into a level so oftentimes like you'll get to a new place you're walking up to chess and they're just like the, the pattern is all messed up the textures aren't there even with characters too like the characters will be all messed up until like all of a sudden they load in um so that's that's my biggest gripe yeah, and it does feel old in spots. Like, the inventory management feels a little dated. You know, you're kind of going through, picking up what you can, and then having to resell it. And some of those systems feels like they could have been a little bit... They, they could have been rejuvenated a little bit, it feels like. Um, seems one-to-one to how it was, and maybe I'm just misremembering it. But for the most part, it feels like they could have innovated on that a little bit. Um, I'm also getting into some loops where I keep just like finding a whole bunch of gear and nothing is better than the stuff I have on, but I'm sure that's just a part of the process, right? You always want that next thing and they got you running for it all the time. 
Okay, yeah. Here's <clears throat> here's my here's my gripe. Okay, I'm gonna have my soapbox, and uh -oh. then I'm gonna be my done with it. Okay, I looter shooter games in general, right? They have to figure out, I think, what to do with end game status because I have played games where 80 90 percent of the loot that you encounter it's like i'm never gonna use this right like you encounter one meta and then you're like this shotgun is literally gonna carry me for the next 13 levels and then i really don't need anything else so why am i grinding to get this new thing unless it's like cosmetic right like oh i want to have the all like i played when i played diablo a lot i played diablo 3 it was the same thing right it was like Oh my god, another sword, another thing. And I'm like, oh god, here just like going through my inventory, just clicking. I actually told a funny story yesterday, which was this. I had a buddy who had never played Elder Scrolls before. And he did he had never played an Elder Scrolls game before. And he had I love I love how you can highlight I love how you can highlight that. Um, he, he's he's mad because on our last stream that we did, he had to go do some things and he missed my soapbox from the last episode and uh, he didn't get to chime in on it. But I actually told this story to him last night. I had a buddy who had never played Elder Scrolls. And so we played, I showed him uh, Oblivion and we sat down and, you know, they, they do the opening cave where you just kill some rats or whatever. And, um, and then you learn all the controls and the game opens up into the open world. And this guy, he didn't understand loot management systems. So he picked up, and I'm not joking, he picked up 13 short swords from that cave and became over encumbered and then refused to drop any of them and just, and then slow walked for 10 minutes to the nearest town to sell them all. Um, and I'm like, dude, just drop one sword. There's there's a thousand short swords. You don't need them anymore. Just get rid of one, and you'll move at normal speed. So I don't know. What are your guys' feelings on um, loot in loot games, loot shooting games? <laughs> blah blah blah. blah Phil blah. comes from the chat. <laughs> <laughs> um, my thing is, is, like, I have to set parameters for myself. It's like if I can see gear and I know that it's going to be worth X amount of dollars, I will grab that gear and then go resell it. Um, but what I found, what I found in this game is I have to start setting like minimum, like, okay, I'm not going to get anything that is going to retail me less than 250 bucks. I think I'm at like 300 gold right now. So anything over 300, I'm keeping anything under, I'm not. And then if you get tired of the process of running back and reselling, I just up that number a little bit. Um, so that's kind of how I've been trying to gate it. But back in the day, like oblivion status, I would collect everything. <laughs> And then I dropped like, you know, you drop like the lightest thing you could until you got just under that number and then fast travel away and, and get it all sold off. Yeah, yep, for sure. I agree. I'll be damned if I'm going to be over encumbered. That's not happening. I'll drop whatever, however many wheels of cheese it requires, I'm dropping it. Dude, you got to hold on. You got to hold on to that organzola. You know what I mean? Yeah. That organzola retails like a mother. People want that. People want that. I will say for Tiny Tina, what I've done is I've, invested a lot of cash in extra spots for my backpack so i have to unload less frequently and i've just been doing it by color like it does a similar thing to like you know most games or mmos where it's like uh green is the worst and then you've got your blues and you've got your purples so i'll just unload oh, all dude. my greens dude all I, my blues i, I gotta tell you there. though that those hand those like swords those like common swords retail for like 500 gold 
So you gotta be watching that. Those gotta watch those common swords, man. You get that broadside little peep peep sword. I'm tossing them. I'm tossing them. Don't you dare. Don't you do it. <laughs> that's, that's, that's more like it for me, dude. I am notoriously known in playing video games where, especially open world games like Borderlands or anything where you're exploring, where like I am so locked in on the main quest that I don't I don't even explore half the shit. Like I had a, I was playing with a buddy and he was like, dude, I can't play with you anymore. And I'm like, why? He's like, dude, you haven't even looked at anything that's going on level. You're not grinding <laughs> any of these caves. You're already on to the next part of the main quest. So, dude, I, if I don't see it, if it doesn't look cool, I'm gone. I drop it immediately. Don't eat it. Dude, that's smart because I don't think I ever finished Skyrim for that reason. I got like halfway <laughs> in and it's like, I got to do every side quest. And then I never saw credits. Like, and I've started that game two or three times, I want to say. Well, S- Skyrim got a little weird, right? There's like some weird areas in Skyrim where. You're like in this sort of fantasy world with like dragons, a typical like Elder Scrolls type thing. And then there was that weird like underground level with like all the mechanical oh. machines. And I was like, what is going on down here? This doesn't even feel like it's part of the same game. No, that felt straight out of Lotro, like Lord of the Rings for sure. Like, is it Minas Tirith? Come on, Dr. Z. I know you know. <laughs> yeah. Is that right? Is that what it's called? Sure. <laughs> sure, sure. You yeah yeah me. I just got straight got up yeah yeah. I get it. Okay. Check this out. I'm a part of the part of the fellowship, bro. Like, I don't even know what that is. like. Oh. What is that? What is that? See, no, you know what I'm talking about. See, I'm not even gonna go there with you. This is a I know. podcast. I, I don't. I, podcast. I never really appreciated Lord of the Rings. I don't know. I I saw that post going around social today. It's like the hobbit is 10 years old and i was like shoot i should probably go back and watch the hobbit that was my favorite book in the series wait you didn't, I don't you didn't you that book is a lot older than 10 years bro <laughs> no the movie the movie <laughs> you don't you don't appreciate the lord of the rings you're just not you're not feeling it i'm just not feeling it just oh feeling man it. what is going on here listen i can get why you don't appreciate the hobbit films because yeah. they were just trying to make money off of those. Like well, they just added in, they added in some weird romance. Like what the hell is going on here with like the elf? Like was it like the elf and someone else? And he's like, dude, you just got a bunch of big name actors, and you like wanted to add like this. The the pacing of the book of the Hobbit is way different from the pacing of the Lord of the Rings when you read the books. You know what I mean? Like the Hobbit is like slow, and there's like a lot of like songs in it and like a lot of poetry and there's like a lot of detailed scene descriptions and uh they tried to make it into this action film but the lord of the rings trilogy oh man i i don't know how you could sleep on that i i I, i've been sleeping on it i've been sleeping (laughs) on i think i had to watch i had to read it in like junior high got halfway through it and it's like i don't really i'm not really absorbing this you know i think it was like sixth seventh grade and it was like nope and they just never went back to it and I saw the films. I'm like, okay, cool. They're killing orcs. Like, I'm down for that. Aragon, sure. So, okay, so Shelby, I do know though that you yeah. do like the, the Lord of the Rings related games. This is true. I really liked Shadow of Mordor. It was really good. But yeah, I would Lord say I, I would Rings, say underrated for sure. I would yeah. agree. Yeah. yeah, but I wouldn't say like Lord of the Rings is the reason that game was good. I would say that game was good because of the um, what is it, Nemesis system? I think it was. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I hear you. But speaking of uh, wonderful games, you're playing Cuphead, Philip? Yeah, so, like I told you last stream, I you inspired me, right? When I watched your stream with uh, when I watched your stream with Hitman and uh, the uh, the uh, crowbar and killing all those people in that little pavilion with the crowbar. Just we, I had about a, your crowbar and show it off, you know? What I, I mean? know, and I, and I was uh, I had a, such a good laugh when I was watching that, and it. So I started streaming again, but. Uh, 
Yeah, I don't know. I just like torturing myself, I guess. Cuphead is, uh, I haven't watched the show, but it's hard, man. It's hard. And my my old ass can't be, like, I can't even be remembering all of these, like, attack patterns. So when I'm on stream, I'm like, dude, I, I, I literally will start the stream off and I'll say, dude, you're just going to watch me die for an hour because I, I can't. The game's amazing, though. It's, um, the art is unlike anything else. The, it's hard even on regular, right? The regular, I mean, if you put it on simple, just turn it off. But, uh, but, uh, it's, um, it's cool. I really enjoy yeah. it. Yeah, no, I really like Cuphead. Um, Illegal Immigrant Gaming says, uh, I hate Lord of the Rings. Phil hates Sherry's. Now, Dr. Z, what do you hate? Uh, <laughs> That's a good question, actually. Don't dare him. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, Our... uh, uh, Doctor Who. I, I can't get down with Doctor Who. You like Doctor Who? Uh, I think Captain America is trash across the board. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Why? What did Cap... Why Captain America? Did he two shoes? Like, what does he do? He throws a shield. He throws a shield. My wife would actually agree with you 100%. Yeah. Uh, what, like... Well, she's a smart over, woman. Over, <laughs> Captain America is overrated. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Is he's too goody two shoes. What so. is the appeal of, of Captain America? Uh, America. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. America, which probably, yeah, no comment there. Um, he throws a shield. That's his one job is to throw a shield. He does. I, I mean, he was cool. Stuff. Okay, listen, he was cool for me. The only time I like Captain America is in Marvel versus Capcom. Uh, if you ever played Marvel versus Capcom, the fighting game with the three different characters, right? You get to pick your three characters and fight with them all simultaneously. Uh, in our house, we like to do whatever, for whatever reason, we like to rock around and say uh, catchphrases. So right now, my son is walking around saying GG. Um, so for, <laughs> for my son, Organzola. for Captain or Organzola, which will now be after this stream, for Captain America, if you didn't know what his catchphrases were, which I'm assuming you don't, um, because it's random, they are the following. Uh, Shield Slash. And he just says it over and over again, and you can just spam it or charging star. Uh, so when I showed my son this game, he would just walk around the house and say those phrases over and over and over again. That's charging the star. What a charging star thing to say because he's got the star on his shield, man. He runs after them. It's it's a literal translation. Okay, charging say, star. Doctor Z actually has a has a point. If he has to charge yeah. a star every time he throws the shield, this is stupid. Plus, why would he only have one star when he could have like up to fifty? Like, why doesn't he do fifty star charge? Like, I can't argue with that. Like the Kamehameha. He has more stars. Yeah, because he has to collect all the stars in order to get the Dragon Balls to activate. Isn't that how that works? Uh, get the yeah. Dragon Balls to activate. Yeah, gonna, that's the only way you can go Super Saiyan. I just thought you didn't like Captain America because you can't do this all day. See what I, see what I did there? Yeah, I did. Like See, I did there. <laughs> um, Cuphead is well, a fabulous game. You should all play it's, it. You should it's all really play good. It. It's, it's a two D platformer. It's hard. It's very hard. Which which upgrades are you going with? Are you going with the Seeker? Are you going with like the the normal pew pew gun? Like what what's what's, what's yeah? Right now I'm for? only on the second. Okay, I've only played it for like ten hours. I'm on the second. I've never made it past forty percent complete. Honestly, because I just have a low attention span and i get bored and i'm like let's move on to the next game to be honest with you but right now i'm doing just the normal pew pew gun and then whatever the weird 
it is kind of weird because he's like a soda. So then he jumps sideways and does the weird thing where he just like rains soda on people, um, which I think is kind of weird. But like also you're playing a 2D platformer weird video game. So I think it's um, in context. But uh, yeah, it's fun. Co-op. You can do it co-op. You know what I mean? Uh, also, I think for me, right, I only have an hour, maybe a night to play games. And when you only have that amount of time, instead of running around getting zero kills in Apex for 45 minutes straight, <laughs> I can, for one round, I can die 37 times on Cuphead. Um, you have less pain, more gain, I think. Are, are I mean, you sh- it sounds like you've been playing uh, Apex with us. That's basically what happened when Dr. Z and I last time we played Apex is we ran around until we got shot to death over and over again. Well, I mean, I think... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you get to the certain point, right? Where, like, have you ever gotten to a point when you're playing a shooter where you get so frustrated, especially as, like, an older gamer? And you're, like, you start trying all these ridiculous strategies. You're, like, I'm going to be the sniper now. And you're, like, dude, you're not going to... You're not going to snipe. You're, you're not sniping anybody because you're just so frustrated. It feels like your internet is off by like a half a second. And really, it's just we're old and our eyes can't see that well anymore. And so we don't have the reaction time of a 19 year old kid who's been, who's, you know, has the time to train on it. So, yeah, that's where I got to. I'll get there. I'll be down. I have my, my KD ratio. Why don't you take one guess on my KD ratio in the Battle Royale section? I won't, it won't take too much time. Just take a guess. Does it start with a one or a zero? Yeah, one is like a one-to-one ratio. So you okay. can do... Okay. Uh, you're a... You're a, you're a point three-er. Okay, what's your, what's your guess? I was thinking like one and nine, which would be about that same... Wouldn't so what's one, what, what's one and nine? One and nine is a point one one. You're actually closer, Shelby. <laughs> point yeah, I'm point one six. My KD ratio in uh, uh, on Apex in the big map is point one six. So like one and eight. So, so uh, when, are Nathaniel, going, when are you going pro, <laughs> dude? Just like probably five more streams. <laughs> I, I can feel it. I mean, it's just like once I get the internet dialed in, I get off that dial up. You know, that fifty six k. We're going to be in it, but you know, Nathaniel puts me on his back and carries me, so we have a nice time. How no, many times uh, have you guys won with uh, Nathaniel carrying you? Uh, I think we actually have three. I think we have two. Whoa, or three. yeah, I mean, Royale. Can, okay, there's a lot of bushes you can hide in, you know what I mean? There's a yeah. lot of bushes, you know. I was gonna say because I can't, I come from the Nathaniel uh, illegal gamer school of Apex playing, which is to hide. And for whatever reason, this oh. doesn't work as well for me. Oh, dude, he's made a, he made a mention to, about this the other night when I was playing with him. He said that you and I have a similar play style. Um, we just want to get in. I just want to get, I like, I'm yeah. bored. I just want to get in the action and just, like, get in. Let's get on to the next game. But, uh, you know, Illegal Hero has, uh, has um, yeah, he's, he's got the patience. Yeah. He's got the he's patience. He's turtle up. <laughs> He is a good turtle up, man. Every time I'm like, dude, you're literally gone. You're you literally ran away, and like I don't need that anyways. I'm not winning a one v three already, so you're gone. You've you've created a, a portal, and you were on the other side of the map. The minute I always used to joke in the old Warzone days because I would say he's trying to win without firing a single bullet. Like he's he would rather die to the smoke. So, <laughs> but either way, he's got a higher KD than me, so I can't uh, I can't say anything about it. 
So when you launch, are you going to like a high? Are you going? You're like going to the edges of the map where nobody oh, no, else no, no, will no. find you. No, I have. I think that um, Doctor Z here and I have the same exact tactic, which is we jump out because I have no map knowledge and I literally point straight down. That's exactly what I do every single time. I launch immediately and I go whatever is straight down. That's what we're landing on. <laughs> so I, mean, I think you can verify that that is indeed. My strategy. That is exactly right. Yeah, I, I like because we sit in the plane for a good five minutes ago. You be jump master. No, you be jump master. No, you be jump master. And it doesn't really matter who's jump master because we're just going to go straight down anyway. Like, <laughs> it's true. I have no map awareness. I'm not training on this. The new season's going to come out. It'll be the next game in six months, anyways. So, so yeah. you got to hop in when there's a, when there's a new map, and then you'll be on even even playing field there. Yeah. We got to go. Yeah, that's our best days are always the first day of a map drop when no one knows what's going on and it's only downhill from there. Oh my gosh, <laughs> too funny. Well, let's uh, let's do some news, huh? Yeah, sounds great. Let's do that. We picked a couple of news stories. If um, you want to see some more, then go ahead and throw them in the chat. But our first news story today here on the Speculation News Network is Squeenix to hold a few Western-made franchises. This story comes to us from Kotaku and basically elaborates on exactly that. Uh, Squeenix, they're doing some things, and they've kind of been disappointed in a couple of sales figures from Tomb Raider to uh, the Marvel titles, including Guardians of the Galaxy and Avengers. So not surprised that they're uh, changing things up a little bit. It's always so hard to get a read on these people. You know what I mean? Like they come out and say, oh, we're super disappointed in sales, but then Guardians of the Galaxy is all over best of lists. So I was kind of confused leading in. So I'm, I'm not surprised that this continues to evolve. Yeah, I mean, they so they sold a bunch of things, right? And they held on to a few of them. But this is a this is similar to what we talked about. Um, what we talked about last stream last week, which is that different companies right now, right? Trading around different IPs. Everybody's trying to figure out the secret sauce. Like what's can we time out the new Tomb Raider game, right? For the next Tomb Raider movie when it comes out, whenever that is. Like, everybody's playing the chess game. It's hard to tell. I mean, it's all speculative. It's hard to tell whether it's going to be good or bad news. But, uh, yeah. I I don't know. I, I've heard for so long that Squeenix has such crazy ideas about what a good selling game is that it's interesting to me that they're deciding to unload a bunch of studios and franchises rather than just revise their expectations. Yeah, I and mean, they sold, what's it? They also sold with this deal, what was it, Deus Ex, which um, mm -hmm. I'm going to say is underrated. I liked that series um, only because the main character has one singular catchphrase, which is, uh, I didn't ask for this. And he just is in angst the entire game. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's I don't know. better than Captain America. It's still better than Captain America. I will agree with you on that. Dude, Captain Another... America is getting some serious flack right now, man. Yeah, well, <laughs> you invite me on. That's what you're getting. Dude, Captain <laughs> America, actually, I don't know if you know this or not, but Captain America is actually the nemesis in the new Doctor Strange movie. So strap out. Things are about to get, yeah, old, old Cap. He comes in. It's serious. I can't even hear that illegal. We got to get our tickets now. You heard it here first. What was the what was the movie that you sent sent me? The vampire movie? Oh, was it Morbius? Morbius. Yeah. Oh boy, that looks like hot garbage. We should see that sometime. 
you uh, i can't do it man i can't do it. i want i want to be the guy i want to be able to just go and just enjoy a popcorn film but first off it's no longer a popcorn film when it's a hundred bucks just to get in the door and get your popcorn but um really good. yeah I, it's so funny that we ended up back on this same conversation that we had last week which is like dude what we're just doing the marvels doing things i don't know anymore i'm not familiar with these franchises i don't know these characters i don't I will go see maybe the new Doctor Strange movie. I like I secretly like Doctor Strange a little bit. It's because he's got that sweet Cumberbatch accent, doesn't he? He's like, oh, yeah, this is me trying to do American. The Cumberbun accent? Totally different accent. You don't have to charge that star, if you know what I mean. Yeah, that's great. Doctor Strange is one of my favorites. But real quick, I want to get back to the story because... I think it's super interesting to like um so they they sold this to embracer group right which i guess are the same people that own thq nordic and they're like oh. a super group so they actually have they're bigger than like wizard activision and they also own gearbox which makes tiny tina so like that's interesting. I'd never heard of them before. I didn't know that that was like a, a mega group out there buying up uh, content creators. Yeah, yeah. And and according to the story, it says Embracer Group will, if the sale is approved, get franchises like Tomb Raider, Deus Ex, um, and will be holding on to some key IPs, specifically Life is Strange, Just Cause, and Looter Shooter Outriders. So interesting that we brought up Outriders early in this cast too, but. Embracer Group is getting bigger and bigger, it sounds like. And I think that's what we're finding is like these big entities are coming in and buying it all up and there's had these huge, massive catalogs. Are we going to be seeing new IP based on all these purchases or are they just going to keep reiterating old IP until the end of time? (laughs) Until we split in the multiverse. I mean, you know how I feel. Yeah. Yeah. And this universe i bet they will probably stick to just chugging out content based on the ip that they already purchased rather than create their own yeah yeah i mean it's like that's why i think that we always have to take a break right and we have to play indie titles like as gamers right we want to go we want to have the mainstream and i often think about this quite a bit right where there was way less titles out when we were kids and we all would be excited about the same game. And now there's so many games out there that it's hard for everyone to kind of come together and be like, Oh, you know, I'm excited for that too. And I'm like the anticipation also, right. Sometimes these studios are releasing trailers like four years before they're even done with a game. And you're like, dude, why, it's so early. Like I'm, I'm gonna forget that this is already coming out. And I mean, Blizzard does that all the time, right? Like they're like, you see a trailer for Diablo Four, and you're like, okay, I'll see you in ten years. Like I, I don't care how long it takes. I just hope that it's good when you put out the finished product. But yeah, it's hard to to generate that excitement to get all the gamers on the same page because because everyone is niched so much into like, oh, I'm I'm doing this sort of niche. And I guess that's a good thing because everybody likes what they like. But at the same time, I do sometimes think about that, like what's gonna bring everybody together so we can all get excited about things again. And we're all waiting for the same title for the midnight launch where we're waiting in line for Modern Warfare or for Oblivion or, yeah. I'm, I, I think I'm looking that sense of community, that sense of, 
I don't know. It's tough. And when you see these IPs, right, like you see them all getting bought up, you're exactly right. They're just going to they're gonna go with the safe choice. You know, we're going to invest in some new game mechanics. We're going to do some rehashing of level design. It's like, dude, that's why we got to step into the indie games, get some fresh, personalized experience, and then... Um, and I think my biggest fear is that, you know, they're pumping so much money into these that they have to be a success, you know? And that's why Squeenix is like, hey, we're disappointed in Tomb Raider. Hey, we're disappointed in these other franchises. Like, these are great games, but they put so much time and energy into them that they think they're going to take over the world. And I just don't think that's the market that we're in right now. You know, you alluded to back in the day when we were growing up where there was only X amount of games to play. Now the options are much more than they ever have been, right? So for those big tentpole games to bring in like the Fortnite money, it's just not realistic. So I think they're going to have to pull back on those budgets or sell more games, which... Yeah, I mean, you, I mean, you look at a game, right, that's, that is a, like a masterpiece, right? So for me, a game that I would consider like a masterpiece, like Red Dead Redemption 2, right? Like I played that game and it's like, yes, it's like I, it will go down to me as one of the greatest games ever made just from a purely, they got every detail, everything, the shadows, like when you're cold, the animals that are walking around. I had a, I had a situation where I was running around in the middle of the woods and like, I was hunting this deer for this special deer skin. I don't know why I was doing that. I was, I was doing, I was away from my normal, just blitzing through, but I was like, I was so into it. I was like following this scent and I like was going to go shoot at this deer. And then these like bandits rode by and they like scared the deer off. And then I got mad. So I just like went and killed them all. And like stuff like that was happening all the time in the game. But the point is, is that the game took like 10 years to make. Right. Mm. And so you, I, I do feel your fear where it's like, you're going to see these people put dump money into an IP and then it doesn't meet expectations. And it's going to be like a Netflix show. It's like, Oh, canceled. Like one season, we're not doing that. No one's into that. It's like, well, I mean, maybe, but maybe it's like, you also didn't spend time developing it out. And like, right. Like there's a risk reward there, I think. Yeah. And I think the thing that really scares me about Square Enix, especially, and I know I keep going back to this, but you look at that Avengers game, and I'm a Marvel fan. Like, it's no secret. If you've been listening to this cast, you know. I like the Marvel movies. I like the Marvel shows. And, like, a, a, finally, an Avengers game that's coming out on consoles. This is going to be it. And that game was hot trash. Like, I waited for it to be free because I heard about the bad reviews. And I still didn't play all the way through it. After people said the single-player campaign's great, I still couldn't get through it because it was so samey. So, yeah, it's uh, it's it's an interesting time that we are in currently. And um, speaking of people spending a ton of money on the future, let's talk about our next news story. Meta will reportedly release two new Quest VR headsets by 2024. I picked up the story because VR is so cool. It's the coolest. Um, and this basically talks about two different units, one being more work-based and another one being a revitalization of what is currently the Quest 2, which I currently have access to. I like playing the Quest 2 quite a bit, but I'm also thinking about holding off and purchasing the next iteration uh, when they come out with it. And it's alluded to here, saying they're coming out with two new ones by 2024. Uh, Meta's spending some money on VR, guys. They are pot committed on this. Yeah, I actually love this story. Because uh, I just bought my Quest 2, and this means that there's no way I'm going to buy another one. Because the new model that's coming out that's going to replace the Quest 2 is supposed to be like $800. What? So, 
you're not going to get me for that. Like that's just way too expensive. Mm-hmm. Well, especially when the compet when the competitor is four hundred now, right? It's like three ninety nine. I think that's for the bigger hard drive. So I think the cheaper version is two ninety nine. I believe, which I think is a good point of entry based on the amount of software that they're offering. Um, do you think that there's a workplace application for this? Like, do you think that there is a way for this to integrate within big tech in the next, what, four, two years, I guess, at this point? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And that's like Mark Zuckerberg's big thing. If you hear him actually talk about it, he's all about the workforce, what this is going to bring uh, to like integrated meetings, right? Like distributed workforces. And I got to say, like, I was pretty anti like metaverse. Like, the metaverse has been around forever, right? It's just like a big buzzword now. Um, so I'll say like VR or AR spaces at work. But after like using the headset, right? And Shelby, when you and I have played and like just chilled out in there, yeah, it really is a different experience than being on a conference call or talking on the phone. So I do see some benefits there. Um, but also... A lot of downsides like i don't want mark zuckerberg watching like scanning my eyes right like checking my pupillary distance to see if i'm engaged with the conversation or not so well i i do want that i want my personal information sent to mr zuckerberg check out how close well, this here, is here's screen. my here's my question okay because i i am the vr skeptic probably of the group even though i have never really used it what so, I mean, that gives me even more authority, right, to have an opinion. Um, right. What do you think, what do you think is going to be the tipping point? What will need to happen for the tipping point for everyone to kind of get on board with using something like this? Because right now, right, when average consumers look at this, they're going to look at it like, that's another peripheral. And it's like, I think of, I, I think of all the other failed attempts at different things, right? Like I think of the Wii balance board, which I still have in my garage. I think of the PlayStation light up balls where the PlayStation, which I never bought. I think of, um, I think of all the different things that I was like, I the connect, which I never bought, right? Like I never had a connect. Uh, because I'm not going to shout out the chants in Skyrim when I'm saying them out loud because it's 1130 at night. You're um, such a loser, Phil. you got to shout your chants, you got to grow up. Come on now. <laughs> I wish you could use all those devices at one time and put that on film for me, please. What kind of nerd doesn't use his Kinect? <laughs> well, first, I never had the Kinect. I immediately, like, my buddy gave it to me. He's like, you can hook this up. I'm like, I'm not having this up. When's your birthday? I'll wrap you mine. <laughs> I'll send you my address off okay, chat. Cool. <laughs> um, so I, what, what do you think? What what what's the tipping point? I yeah. think I think this. I, I think the fact that they're gonna have to come out with a couple of consoles, they're gonna have to just kind of tweak the hardware they sent out with. I think the version that they have with the Oculus Quest 2 is very strong, but I still think it needs to be a little bit more accessible um for individuals. You know, I know that they've speculated it, within this next iteration, there's been certain sites speculating that it's going to have the hand tracking that's like built into the actual console. So you can just like come in, pick your hands up and beat. We have in that, that now, world. That's, yeah, that's in the but, quest too. Yeah, but it's not that strong. It's, it's not, I, I've had issues with the software I've tried and maybe it's just <laughs> the software. Do, do you find it works pretty well, the hand tracking? Yeah, but you know, I got those big hands. So maybe it's just like, 
I got those baby maybe, hands. Maybe it's the, the size of the mitts that's causing the problems there. The size of the mitts, quote of the day. Dude, it's not the size of the mitts, man. It's how you use them. Come on yeah. now. I mean, I have seen, I have watched some cool videos, right? Yeah. Of different VR things, and you can see that they're getting, you're getting really close. Well, right? and 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 I think like with this next, I think one thing that I find as a downside is the Quest Two is that there's no camera on the handheld, right? So the controller, if I put the controller behind my back, it's not tracking it because it's not seeing it on the headset. So all of a sudden, my arms are like lost in space. And I think that once they start tweaking those little details, it's going to get a lot more user-friendly. Like, do I think my grandma's going to buy one of these and put one on? Mm, no. But I think eventually it's going to age in, right? Eventually we're going to get to the point where people are just hanging out in these spaces. And to be honest, I really thought that the VR community was going to thrive during COVID. And I don't feel like it blew up as big as I thought it was going to. I thought everybody was going to dive in when we were all quarantined, stuck at home, but I didn't really see that in my communities. I don't know if you guys have different opinions. I don't, I'm not, I can't quote you sales numbers, but I just felt like this was ripe and didn't get the exposure that I thought it would. Yeah, I think you're right when you say that. I mean, maybe it's just like people were broke and they didn't want to drop $400 on a new peripheral or whatever it is. Right. Um, but they did, there was a, you're right, there was a prime environment of like, hey, you're stuck at home for a year. You want to escape into another world. Like there's your environment right there where like there's a platform, but I don't think it ever really took off. No. For me, I think it's, it's the content too, right? Like there's a few bangers of games that are a lot of fun to play, right? Like Beat Saber, or like we had a great time playing um, Keep Talking and No One Explodes. Rec but Room, yeah. Rec Room, yeah, paintball with, with 10-year-old kids yelling at you, yeah. Um, but like for me, I mentally like set off a part of my brain. Like if it is a VR game that looks interesting, I'll buy it. Like I don't care how much money I'll spend. The flip side of that is there's really just not that much interesting, so mm -hmm. it's actually pretty cheap. Right, like I feel like I've bought most of the games that I've been finding interesting, and I'm just waiting for the next things to come out. Um, like one of them that recently uh, came out was uh, City Skylines, which I loved on PC. Oh. Right, I've I've done hundreds of hours into that, but the idea of playing that in VR just like doesn't resonate with me. Like it has to be a very specific type of game and experience that's going to get me excited about playing it in VR versus on my Switch or my PC yeah. or my Xbox. So. And I think that's the other part, right? There's so many options right now. You can play on all those other devices at a drop of a hat or any title that's drawing your attention. One thing that I have found, and I would agree with you on the software, it's not quite there yet. And there's not like a must-have experience that you should go out and play right now. Um, people have been yelling at me in our Discord to play uh, Half-Life Alex. I'll get to it. But also it's really hard as an adult to just like, lock into your headset and veg for three hours. Like it's just not <laughs> conducive to my lifestyle right now. <laughs> Roger, I mean, I think to, to piggyback on that, I think you're right. From all the video clips I've seen, right? You have really interesting, cool mechanics that are like, oh, this is cool. Like the ones that I saw were like people reloading guns, like pulling the clips out of guns. I've seen lots of clips like that. And you're like, oh, this is cool. Or I've seen the Star Wars one where you're in the level, right? And you have to you have to do, you have to deflect the bullets from the different things that are shooting at you. And those are really cool individualized mechanics. Also, they, they've done really interesting things with like a scary, like you're in a room, right? Oh, that's interesting, specific for VR, right? To your point, Dr. Z, 
there has to be something, a specific type of game that is meant for a certain type of environment. Like you're not going to sit down and play a relaxing game on a VR headset. You're going to want something that's stimulating. You're going to want to be going, like that's the whole point of using the VR system. So, I mean, I could see that they could do something cool like where you're in a canoe, right? Like that would be kind of interesting. And then you're in water while you're sitting on your couch. That would be kind of cool. But they do have to come out with some comprehensive narrative of like, here's the thing, right? Like here's the game that you got to get this for. Then everybody's like, I want to have that experience. Yeah. It's going to be exciting to see. Um, And uh, I'm excited to see where the future takes us because there's a lot of things going on. And um, Phil was nice enough to drop a few questions for us. And we're going to do them. Questions of the day or random questions as we used to call these. These are not random. You want to lead? You want to lead in, or you want me to lead? You want to take it over? <laughs> that was a handoff there. Yeah, sorry, I was I was reading the questions on my other screen. So <laughs> no, that, no, it's that, all good. No, good. I, I think we should just pick a couple of these, right? I all know right. we're approaching an hour, so let's just grab one. How has a relationship your? How has our relationship with gaming changed since we've gotten older? Well, I can no longer put a virtual boy on and play for three hours at a time and then return it after I get bored with a virtual boy. <laughs> I'm not familiar with what that you is. Play but a virtual boy, frankly? No, I've never played yeah, that. I, I, I still oh. have my virtual boy. No, you don't. What, well, what it's is in my, it? It's in my brother's room, but yeah. Okay, we're oh, going to break it and steal Bill. it. I have no idea what that is. So you got to put on a clip of, of the virtual boy. It's, it's the original VR headset. Bill from Nintendo. Like me, well, seeing as I'm the anti-peripheral guy, I mean, listen, I sat on the the stupid Wii balance board and did the meditation thing where the fly flies around you and you can't move. I did that. That's that's it, man. And Wii boxing, but that's about as far as it goes. So the beauty of the Virtual Boy was it was super uncomfortable. It was kind of on stilts, right? So you had to like hunker down to get it to the right height for your head. And then it was all in black and red. Yeah. And it gave some of the worst headaches of your life. And it was really short-lived. Look at that. It even walks on its own, apparently. I had exactly. no idea. It even walks on its own. It even walks on its own. <laughs> so I brought it up because it reminded me of the Oculus Quest, like version point one. You know what I mean? I've never seen this. Holy cow. Oh. What, a tra- what a trailer. I returned yeah. mine the same day I opened it because there is no way that I was going to be able to withstand the headaches that came with it. I think they had like a, a Mario tennis game. Is that accurate? That's, yep. Is that are you? Okay. I All had right. tennis and I think boxing. I think there was a boxing game. A uh, boxing game? I mean, I feel like we're going to have to break this out and uh, have you show us how it's done at some point. Yeah, we'll see if we can get a capture card uh, for 1991's Yeah, do you have your Elgato? I was about to say, how many splitters are you going to need to get that thing on? Every splitter. Uh, Yeah, but they're exclusively sold at, at Radio Shack, so good luck. How has our relationship with gaming changed as we've gotten older? Uh, I got to be like more uh, particular with my time, I think is the way that I would say that, right? I think that if you've been listening to this cast for a while, you know that I am not a big JRPG guy. And the part of the reason is, is like it takes so much time to get through a JRPG. 
Like I just don't have the time. Like I'd much rather play like an action-based adventure, get through it in 10 to 20 hours and then park it and say, I've lived it, move on. Whereas back in the day, I would just burn hours in front of the TV. But turns out can't really do that no more. Well, yeah, it feels interesting because, right, like all the things that we wished for, right, as gamers, it's coming true. Every game now, it feels like, has endless customization. Every game has minimum of 40 hours of side quests. And yet now here we are, right? Like, it's 11 o'clock at night, dude. I, like, I'm going to be, I'm going to bed. I'm getting old. I'm, I'm going to sleep because I need to go to sleep. I'm going to wake uh, up tomorrow, yeah. And, you know, I do feel like as, as the gaming industry has evolved, when we were younger, it felt kind of niche, right? It felt like there were certain people that did that. It's like, oh, and then you would have this thing, right? Like, oh, you're a gamer. And people would be like, oh, not everybody does that, right? Like, oh, that's so cool. I, me too. And then, like, I would say right around for me, it was high school, right? Right around Halo came out, and then the Xbox was there, right? And Halo came in. It was like, oh, this is becoming mainstream now. Like, there was a big shift where everybody realized there's so much money to be made here on intellectual property. Let's just dump money into it. And it started to slowly become not as niche anymore. Now there's just all kinds of like, right. You have your people that like sports games, which is a big X for me. Um, You have people who write all different categories of different people that play games, but it's, it's evolved in an interesting way. And I just don't have the time. I think that's the big key component. It's like, I want to be able to play an experience, but like, I don't want it to, when I here's here's the deciding factor for me. When I have to do chores in a game, I'm not playing it anymore. Like what <laughs> like it's like you gotta go bring this person this cup of water and then they give you this key and then you gotta go over here and do this thing so you can get this sword. And I'm like, I'm dude, I'm not carrying your water in a video game when I'm work like what are you talking about right now? You know what I mean? So have that's you heard of the game called Warcraft. <laughs> really good. You have to kill three rats to really get into it. It's a whole thing. <laughs> I, so the whole, like, the whole branding and thought of, like, the Underpowered Podcast is that we don't have enough time, we don't have enough energy, we can't through all get through all the games, right? So this whole thing was conceived by, with a conversation of, okay, how do you figure out what to play and when? And that was kind of the design, right? Okay, we're playing through this game, this game is good, don't bother with that game. And I think that that, at the core, is kind of something that I really value, right? I mean, you guys saw my list of games that I'm trying to work through every year last week. And um, I'm a little bit of a crazy person, but <laughs> let me just interrupt and say for, like streaming moment right there. Okay. Like, like I said to you last stream, that list was waiting for that moment last week to be <laughs> revealed to everyone so that we could all share on this podcast what that list was about. I think it's super rad. I think it's super, super rad. I mean, he knows my pain. He knows my pain. Yeah, this, I've, this, I've been watching you flagellate yourself with that list for a decade now. <laughs> like, dude, yeah, there's 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 games on there from ten years ago. Yeah, it's it's so interesting. Like that that what they talk about, right? Is like when you're a kid, you have a lot of time, not a lot of money, and then those things start to, to cross, right? And then all of a sudden, you have more money but not enough time, and that just rings so true for me, right? Like. As a kid, I would get two games a year, my birthday and Christmas, and I would play those, like, nonstop. Now, especially with Game Pass, right? Like, I have an unlimited amount of content. I still buy games. I 
hardly ever finish anything. And part part of that, I think, is like if it doesn't grab me immediately, I you know I've got a billion other game and ice cream flavors to try. Like it's so easy for me to hop around. But <clears throat> I feel like that's also kind of a bad thing, right? Because I'm not investing that time. And even if I want to, like I'm like, oh, I really want to see how the story plays out. Oh well, there's no a new release next week. Like that happened to me with Tiny Tina. You know, I was putting in all my time into triangle strategy, really planned on beating it, but it's like, hey, shiny new thing, let's jump over. And then that sucked up my attention. So Yeah. Yeah, and I feel like I'm transitioning away from Tiny Tina just because I know that I have that blockade. So I was like, Oh, Guardians is cool, and I'll talk a little bit more about that next week. But Guardians of the Galaxy is one that I've hopped into and I'm really hitting my stride with that too. Do you guys ever just like think about like retirement, like one day we'll retire, hopefully, as long as, you know, the, the apocalypse doesn't happen, which, you know, 50-50 split at this point. Um, but is your retirement plan just to play video games? Because I think that's mine. Like, forget golfing. I'm just going to get a bad gaming rig, work out in the morning, and then play video games for three hours. <laughs> yeah, I mean, minus the working out part, but I... I'm with you for the other, the other part. Well, you yeah. can't just sit at your computer all day. You have to just take care of the body a little bit to get you to the next level, right? I mean, we'll see what the future holds. It's going to be a while before I retire. I'm hoping for one of those, like... It's going to be a wild ride. Yeah. yeah. Let's retire I, early. I mean, I, we won't be able to afford video games, but at least we'll be retired. <laughs> That's right. As long I as, as I can afford my Game Pass subscription every year, I guess I'm good. Right. We only have to sell 10 books and then that's it. <laughs> yeah. I have my subscription and I'm done. You know, I think for me, I, and I think about this a lot, as I'm 35 and I have a son, right, I think a lot for myself about legacy. You know, I have a funny story where I realized, I think in our 30s, we start realizing our mortality a little bit more. Things start happening. And for me, when I was 30, I got heartburn for the first time and I thought I was dying. And I did not, I've never had pain in my life. I was a chef. I was super hard on my body. I still like to drink. I, you know, I like to do, and I had never had heartburn. And when I was 30, I woke up one day and I was stressed and I had had some tacos the day before and I had the worst heartburn. It was bubbling in my chest. And I was like, I'm having a heart attack. And I actually went to the walk-in because my you know, my wife wasn't around and I was like having an anxiety attack of like, what's going on? And then they listened and they were like, you just have a really bad case of heartburn. But sure, I think the point, so the it's, guts. yeah, so it's like kind of funny, right? I have a good laugh about it now because I had no perspective on having any sort of physical pain. But now that, you know, now that you start to realize those things, right? You start seeing, you start quest realizing, oh man, I really have to be selective of my time. Like you said, Shelby and, and, um, so I, I really try to find a balance. Like things like this that we're doing now are particularly enjoyable to me because I think that sometimes I feel a sense of guilt of just like, especially having a son, just like working really, like going and got to do all these things and make these appointments tomorrow, right? My son's going to do his very first ever jujitsu class. So he's, uh, it's going to be the very first class he's ever taken ever for anything. So like there's, so you got to get him there and get to work and go home and do these things. And so when I do have time to sit and relax, 
sucks. I feel guilty. Like I should be doing something. So podcasts like this, where we're creating something, where we're, we're both doing a thing that we enjoy and also making something that's going to be out there in the world. I think for me provides me with a lot of satisfaction. It's part of the reason I made some YouTube videos and streamed again. And like, cause there's a balance between just like sitting around and just playing video games by yourself, which I love doing, but then also like making something for the public. So uh, I don't know. It's a hard balance for me as I get older. Cause I know my time is limited and I want to make some things before I go. So um, yeah. yeah, it's an interesting time. And I think, I think creation is, is huge. You know, I think we're such a consumer society, right? I want to be watching the newest thing on Netflix or Hulu or whatever, or playing the recent game or hit all the games before, before we leave this big blue marble. But like, at the end of the day, like there's something you said about creation and there is fulfillment there too. So I appreciate you guys being here and creating together. This is episode right. 90. We wow. did it. 10 more. Holy 10 hell. more. And you're at 100. More. And we'll be at the 100 mark. So, yeah. That's a quick math, Bill. <laughs> Didn't even need your abacus. Very nice. <laughs> I mean, it was only, I mean, it's only 10, right? I mean, it's, I mean, if whoa, we can't, whoa, like, listen. Whoa, if whoa, I haven't verified it's 10 yet. We might need to back her up a little bit. Let me if I'm 35 and I can't. I, I, never mind. It doesn't matter. Yes. Hey, when you turn 35, you realize you're just not meant to do things. <laughs> if we can't matter. do 100 minus 90 in like less than one second, just forget it. Like, just, I'll just call just... my job and quit. Like, I don't need that's it. Like, you guys don't need me. You can do oh way better than this. <laughs> no, no, you're on. You're on. You're a staple. You're two for two right now. You, you got to be here for the next 90, and then you can have a day off. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah it's all good. Cool. Well, guys, thanks for joining us. Thanks for joining me, making this happen. Thank you. No, Let's thank do it you. Again. We'll do I it again think we should. Yeah. Yeah. And if, looking, looking forward to it. Yes, definitely. And if you want more from us, the Underpower team, you can find us on our social channels. Those will be in the attached description and down below. Um, check us out on Discord. We're chatting. We're talking games. Feel free to leave us a review if you're listening on a podcatcher. Five stars if you would be so kind. That is a wrap for this week. We are out. Play your games. Bye. 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 Peace out.